I tell you what, hey, hey, that beat gets me going every time it pumps me up. This is your host, Chase Hoke. Welcome back to another edition of Upset Talk. Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. It's Upset Talk now because Tennessee is home of the upsets. Titans take down the Patriots. Vols take down the 11th ranked Kentucky. It's Upset Talk. <laughs> No, it's Tennessee talk. I'm coming to you solo today. My uh, co-partner, my co-host, Noah McKay, isn't able to make it. He's sick. He's under the weather. It's hard not to be under the weather. It's a chilly, 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 chilly Thursday here in Tennessee. Wherever you're at, hope you're staying warm. But yes, welcome to another edition of Tennessee talk. Before we get started, I need to tell you, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Like every post, leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter at TNTalkPod. Like us on Facebook at Tennessee Talk. Yes, we are affiliated with 106.9 Kicks Country. So if you're listening through INO or you click the link from 106.9's Facebook page, thank you very much. So how about those Titans? Tighten up, baby. That's exactly what they did this past Sunday against New England Patriots. People are downplaying this game, it seems like to me, but the Titans absolutely manhandled the Patriots. Made Tom Brady not look like Tom Brady. Made him not look like he's the best quarterback to ever live. It was it was a great showing. Let's run down the stats here. We won. Titans won 34-10. Marcus Mariota was 16 of 24 for 228 yards, two touchdowns, and had a passer rating of 125. Corey Davis had seven receptions. 125 yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry, 11 carries, 58 yards, two touchdowns for a 5.3 average. And Deion Lewis had 20 carries, 57 yards, and a 2.8 average. Don't get it twisted. Deion Lewis is still the guy in the Titans' backfield. Derrick Henry just happened to have a good game. Titans showed that we're going to use Henry on short yardage situations. We're going to use him to punch it in the end zone. That's exactly what he did, and he proved that he can do it. If you've been a loyal listener, you know that I've had questions about Derrick Henry. He's built like a truck, and as I've said, he sometimes runs like a Prius. And uh, he didn't do that this past week, which is very, uh, very nice to see. The Titans. I just can't get over it. They took down the New England Patriots. Took them down. It wasn't even a game. I have to give props to Coach Vrabel. And you have to give props to Matt LaFleur. That offense we've seen this past week is the offense we've been waiting to see all season. That's the offense we expected to see when they announced Matt LaFleur was the new offensive coordinator. Are we witnessing Marcus Mariota take the next step? Or is he just 100% fully healthy? I'd have to say he's 100% fully healthy. He is the guy. And I'm guilty because in the past I have had questions on whether we need to start looking to move on. We absolutely do not. The touchdown pass early in the first half where he floated it to Corey Davis in the end zone, where Corey Davis came down with it regardless of Stephon Gilmore's pass interference. There's only a select few quarterbacks in the NFL that can make that pass with that amount of touch. And Marcus Mariota is one of those quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota, he's playing like the guy we expected when we took him number two overall. That's what you have to have. Marcus Mariota is the sole difference on this team. 
a few weeks ago, well, I guess it's not technically a few weeks ago, right after the Titans' Monday night victory over the Dallas Cowboys, me and Noah had a little debate. And it was over who's the best player on the Titans roster. I said Kevin Byard. Recency bias? I don't know. Kevin Byard is one of the best on this team. Noah said Mariota. But his argument was about if you take away the quarterback position, that affects the team more than taking away a free safety. Which, granted, that's true. But what I was saying to him was Kevin Byard is being closer to the best safety in the NFL than Mariota is the best quarterback in the NFL. That may not be the case now. Marcus Mariota, and I'm not saying Mariota is close to being the best quarterback in the league, but what I'm saying is is he's playing like the best player on this roster, and that's exactly how he has to play. So, Noah, I guess I'll chalk that one into your win column, buddy. (laughs) But Mariota is playing fearless. He's putting touch on the ball. He's placing it where it needs to be placed. He's making all the throws. And he's not afraid to run with it. He's shown that. He has shown that. And Corey Davis, wow. He's playing like a receiver the Titans have never had before. Our best receiver in franchise history is Derek Mason. And Derek Mason was a dang good receiver. But he was never one of the top in the league. And Corey Davis is playing like he can get to that level. He's coming out. He is having a coming out party. He had a great game against the Cowboys. Even better game against the Patriots. And I would not be shocked if he has an even better game against the Colts. Yes, the Colts. People say this feels like a trap game. Is it because the Titans are 0-9 against Andrew Luck? Maybe. That's not the case. I truly wholeheartedly believe that the Titans are going to win this football game coming up Sunday against the Colts. Noah, he says he's terrified, and I get that. It feels like a trap game because, you know, the Titans realistically in the past, when they're supposed to win, they haven't always delivered. Look at the Bills game. Look at the Browns in the past. We just barely sneaked past them. I mean, he's got a point, but this is a totally different Titans team. Mike Vrabel has changed the culture in the locker room. Mike Malarkey started that change. But now, mediocrity is not acceptable. And it's shown. Look at the level they've played the last two weeks. They're finally healthy. Marcus Mariota is healthy. And I'm sorry, but the Colts are allowing 26.5 points per game. 26.5. And that's supposed to be an NFL defense? Come on now. Come on, they gave up over 20 points to the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders. Ran by none other than John Gruden, who's... I thought it might have been a good hire, but not for 10 years, 100 million. Look what he's done to that team. He's completely stripped them. He's completely stripped that team. That doesn't mean they're not going to be good with all these draft picks they've acquired. But you gave up 20-plus to the Raiders? Come on now. The Titans should easily score 20-plus points. And I trust our defense 
to not give up 20-plus points. Andrew Luck's a good quarterback. And their offensive line has started putting it together, started to play at a good level. That doesn't mean we can't get pressure on him. We're going to be in Andrew Luck's face all game long. Titans are going to win this football game, despite ESPN only giving us a 37.3% chance. Which said, they're saying Indy has roughly a 63% chance to win this game. <laughs> what is up with this? Why, why is there so much hate against the Titans? I, I thoroughly do not understand it. This Titans football team is really good. Really, really, really good. They're not going to just barely beat the Colts. They're going to destroy them. I'm calling it now. The Titans are going to kill the Colts. It's not going to be close. It shouldn't be close. A win's a win. No matter how we pull it out, I'm happy. But this game should not be close. The Colts are not that good. They're not. And I thoroughly expect the Titans to just beat them. Beat them. This offense keeps playing at this level. Call me a homer. Noah's going to say I'm looking through my homer goggles. I'm not being a homer. We just put up 34 against the New England Patriots and held their offense to 10. Yes, they were without Rob Gronkowski. But they still had Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, James White, Sony Michelle. There were so many weapons. And Michelle held him to 31 yards on 11 carries. I'll take that all game long. I'll take that any day of the week. Marlon Mack does not scare me at all. At all. I don't expect Marlon Mack to have a great game. The only guy on the Indianapolis Colts roster that terrifies me is Andrew Luck because he's a really good quarterback. Really good. If we can keep the pressure on Andrew Luck, Titans win this game handily. And my prediction is that the Titans are going to win this game 42-17. to 17. Whoa, crazy, I know, right? 42 points? If we're scoring 34 against New England, I expect more against the Colts. Plain and simple. So, it might sound crazy to you. Makes sense to me. 42-17. Let's move on to the Vols. The Vols football team. They just beat the 11th-ranked team in the nation. No, nation. I don't know what I'm thinking. Guys, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just high on Tennessee football, whether it's the Titans or the Vols. Vols beat 11th-ranked Kentucky 24-7. Kentucky's now 17th. Jarrett Garantano, 12 of 20, 197 yards and two touchdowns. Our running game was strong. I mean strong. Ty Chandler had 16 carries for 89 yards. That's good for 5.6 yards per carry. Tim Jordan had 15 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown and also ran at 4.2 yards per carry. Garantano's two touchdown passes, one went to Callaway, the other went to Dominic Wood Anderson. Marquez Callaway is putting together a really good season. Last week he only had two catches for 56 yards. That's over 25 yards a catch. And what's huge is our offensive line. Played great. They looked absolutely awful. 
against Charlotte. Absolutely awful. I thought there's no way we win this game. But we did. The offensive line stepped up. And they're going to have to continue that against our next two games of Missouri and Vanderbilt if we want to make a bowl game. Which I thoroughly believe we make a bowl game. Our offensive line determines so much. Because if all we're having to do is pass, it's we're not winning. We have to be able to get the run game going. We also have to have Garantano. We have to give him time back there. This offensive line has to keep playing at this level. And I, I believe they will. I believe they will. If they can do what they did against Kentucky, they can most certainly do that against Missouri and Vanderbilt. Looking ahead to this Missouri game, the Vols are sitting at 5-5. Five and five. There was a time where we thought they were going 3-9. and nine. After that Florida loss, I didn't think we were going to win another game except Charlotte. That's not been the case because we've beat Auburn. We've beat Kentucky. And we beat Charlotte. So this Vols season, no matter what happens these next two games, has been a success for Jeremy Pruitt in my eyes. I already said at the beginning of the year, making a bowl game would be a huge success. Absolutely huge. But Jeremy Pruitt, we've watched him grow right between, right in front of our eyes, really. If you look back to the first week against West Virginia, he looked a little flustered to me anyways. And then at times he still does. But he has an energy about him on that sideline. And he holds players accountable. And that's so refreshing to see. And he's been working his butt off in recruiting. That's huge. Our offensive line's our biggest weakness. Well, guess what? He's been recruiting offensive linemen. We have a five-star tackle committed. That's huge. Our skill positions on offense, we have great talent. Look at quarterback. Got Garantano. Our receivers, we have Marquez Calloway. Right now we have Juwan Jennings. We have Josh Palmer. Our running backs, Ty Chandler. Tim Jordan. As soon as our offensive line is able to catch up, we're going to have one of the best offenses in the SEC. It's just a matter of when the offensive line can catch up. And maybe they're starting that process now. Maybe they were starting that last week against Kentucky. This week, we're facing a pretty decent Missouri team. They're 6-4. and four, Have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. ESPN's given the Vols a 31.7% chance to win. 31.7%. And that, that's probably really a little bit more accurate than the Titans' chances to win. But if the Vols want to win this game, there's a few things that they have to do. One, they have to get pressure on Drew Locke. Have to. If you're not able to get in his face, he will eat you up all game long. We cannot allow that. Drew Locke is too good of a quarterback to just let him have all day to throw. We have to get pressure on him. Also, the defense must play well against the run. Missouri's running back, Larry Roundtree the third, is one of the better running backs in the SEC. He's quietly put together a really good season. We've got to contain him. He currently has 758 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. I don't want to see this guy in the end zone, period. I do not want to see him in the end zone. Also, our O-line has to play great again. 
has to. There's no room for error against this Missouri team because their offense is, frankly, it's just too good. Too good. We've got to come out ready to play. Now, if we lose this game, which is likely that we lose this game, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end-all, be-all, because then we still have a game against Vandy. But finishing the season at 7-5 and five is not off the table, and that would be huge, huge. 6-6 six and six is huge. Making a bowl game is huge, and there's no doubt in my mind that we at least finish 6-6. Six and six. I do think we're going to lose to Missouri, and I'll give you my prediction here in a minute, but I also think we're going to absolutely beat Vanderbilt. Now, granted, that could change. Hopefully there's no bad injuries. I'm going to knock on wood. That was me knocking on wood. (laughs) We've got to stay healthy. Have to. Injuries, man, they can happen any minute of any game. Heck, they can happen any minute of any practice. If we can stay healthy, we're going 6-6. and Vanderbilt does not scare me. They've completely fell apart after starting out so strong. This Missouri game, though, it does make me a little bit nervous because Missouri's a pretty good football team. At least their offense is. And I'm not sure if I trust our offense enough to keep up with them yet. So my prediction for this game is going to be Missouri 37, Vols 24. Give or take, you know. Not proud of it, but that's what I'm going to say. I hope I'm wrong. Jeremy Pruitt, Vols, prove me wrong. But we're still going to beat Vanderbilt. I mean, it's it's Vanderbilt. Come on. Let's talk about a little bit about Vols basketball. Currently ranked fifth in the nation. Next game coming up is against Louisville, which doesn't scare me. This isn't a Louisville team of the past, but you can never overlook Louisville. But the one game I'm really excited for isn't until next month. Isn't until December 9th when we're taking on Gonzaga. When we travel to Gonzaga, who's currently ranked third. Basketball rankings can change. They change periodically. They change a lot. But that's the real test. We're going to see if the Vols are deserving of being a top five team, which I believe they are. They're really good. Really, really good. Rick Barnes has done an amazing job. But. That's a test. That game right there is an absolute test. Because Gonzaga, you know what they are. They're good every single year. Every single year, Gonzaga is going to put on a ga- put a game on. They're always making the tournament. They're going to make the tournament this year. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if they're one seed in the tournament again. That's the game I'm looking for. That's the game I want to see the Vols show up because they've shown up every game so far. But what about that game? That game's huge. That's going to be huge for our season. If we win that, we're a top three team easily. May even jump up to two given, you know, there's a lot that can happen between now and then. I know I just have to speak of it. I can't hold this containment until December 9th. I cannot do it. It's not humanly possible. I'm so excited for this game. Now let's move on to the Predators. The Nashville Predators. Don't worry, guys. They're still really good. I know they've had a few losses. Don't worry. Don't let it freak you out. They're really good. That's all I'm going to say. That's what Noah prides himself in every week is being able to say the Preds, they're good. Let's move on. I know he's not here, so I'm going to do it for him. The Preds, they're good. Let's move on. 
So we've talked about a lot. We really have. We really have. So you know what that means. We just, we've got to talk about something else. But I want to stay in the college basketball world. Because I'm going to pose a question to you. Is Zion Williamson the best show in sports right now? I think so. He is can't-miss television. If Duke's playing, you cannot miss it at all. Because you never know what he's going to do. He's a big boy. He's a big boy that will get up there and he just attacks the rim like it's nothing. He reminds me, if I'm trying to compare him to somebody, I see LeBron in him in terms of all the hot, hop. He's tall. He's big. He's fast. He's quick. He's athletic. I see Vince Carter and the way he dunks. But he's a bigger guy. So, I see him as a mix of LeBron and Blake Griffin. If you look at Blake Griffin, look at some of Blake Griffin's old highlights. And you'll be amazed at how good that cat was. I mean, talk about high flying. That's Blake Griffin. And now that's Zion. But what's crazy is, is Zion isn't the best player on his team. He's not. It's our, That's R.J. Barrett. I don't know which one you take one or two. I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan. Sorry, Memphis Grizzlies. I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan. And there's a good chance they have the first overall pick. And I'm not sure which one I'd rather take. Because Zion, yeah, he's going to sell tickets. He's a good player. But in terms of which player helps you win more now, it's R.J. Barrett. Zion gets all the hop. R.J. Barrett's touted as the better basketball prospect. You can't go wrong, no matter who's picking one, if you go R.J. Barrett or Zion. But right now, it's gotta, you've got to pick Zion. He's played at an unbelievable level. Is this the most hopped basketball player since LeBron James? Probably. Could he be the next face of the NBA once LeBron James retires? Maybe. For a big guy, Zion can pass the ball, he can shoot, he's got touch, and he can dunk. He sells tickets. You have to watch him because you never know what highlight real play he's going to make next. You never know. You have to watch him. You have to. Once again, guys, follow us on Twitter at TNTalkPod. Like us on Facebook at Tennessee Talk. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Help us out. Now, I know this show's a little shorter than usual, but I'm going about it at myself. You know what? Get at Noah. At Noah McKay 116 on Twitter. Tell him, hey, man, how could you leave chasing the dirt like this? I just don't get it, guys. No, I'm just kidding. He's feeling, he's, he's, he's under the weather. We got to get him feeling right. He'll be back next week, though. Don't worry. It'll, it'll be more than just me. You'll be able to put up with him, too. Um... Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you all have a great week.